we renovated, got some new tenants in there, but then found out that property management company was stealing from me. Mm. So had to fire them. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always on these Wednesdays, we got Matt Jones. Anything new, Matt? Uh, well, I'm on a weight loss journey. Uh, you know, I, at the beginning of the month, I had my uh, physical and or annual physical, and and all my yeah. numbers were up. Everything except for my height that's remained stable. Um, so I was like, okay, that's time good. to start losing weight, reduce the cholesterol, all that. Uh, and lost uh, what eleven pounds in three and a half weeks. So okay, working on nice. it. Nice. That's uh, that's awesome. I you know I was gonna say something to you the other day when when I saw you that you're looking kind of a little more trim and slim, but I wasn't quite sure if I should say it or not. As I didn't know if you were actually looking slim or trim, or I didn't I didn't want to call you fat, you know. So <laughs> just wanted to be careful. Uh, I figured you wouldn't be offended either. I had I actually yeah, just no got to say something. Quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> But that's good. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's funny. I was, I was talking with, um, and he might be listening to this, but I was talking with one of our investors and um, friend that uh, was at that as well. And and um, we were just talking about, you know, he, he has type two diabetes and we were talking about that kind of journey a little bit. And I, you know, I knew I, I talked to him a little bit about it, but it was just really interesting hearing um, how he, you know, found out it, found out he actually didn't even go into like, cause of anything, it was just like a physical and doctor was like, let me, let me test you. And sure enough. Um, but he was just talking about too, how, how different his eating habits are right now. And, you know, he's, his goal is to stay off of any kind of medicine um, and do it the natural way. And he's doing that so far. Um, but yeah, anyways, it just made me think of that when you said, you lost 11 pounds and um, probably good for us, you know, at all times to make sure we're feeding our bodies the right way. We get so focused on feeding our minds the right way. Uh, we're, you know, listening to podcasts and reading books and stuff like that and attending seminars and just trying to make sure our, our minds are fed right, but our bodies oftentimes are getting the brunt of the the bad news <laughs> by eating improperly. Uh, he was talking about, you know, stop eating some of the junk food and stop eating some of the other, not, not even necessarily junk food, just food that's not quite as good for you. And, and um, the brain fog, you know, that went away and, you know, just the clarity and the, the energy um, that, that you get when you, when you eat healthy. So, yeah, if you want to be at the top of your game with real estate, uh, you know, also focusing on your health is really important. Yep, for sure. Well, cool, man. Um, that's not what we're going to talk about today. What are we going to hit on today, Matt? What do you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about how being a landlord sucks. Yeah, man, being a landlord. You know, it's funny because I, I talk to so many people that want to get into real estate. They want to do what I do. They want to whatever they want to do some sort of form of what I do and they don't understand. They don't understand it. They don't, they think they know it. And a lot of people think it's going to be 
different for them somehow. Okay. They think that, well, they'll set things up right. They'll, they'll run it differently. They'll have property managers. They'll do whatever. They're going to do something different to make it different for them. And somehow results will be different for them. And it's going to be passive. So many people want to buy a piece of real estate and they think that they're going to buy passive income. That's like you buying a company, actually owning that company and thinking it's going to be passive income. That's not correct. If you want passive income, Matt, what do you buy? Uh, you buy um, If you want stocks. passive income of a company, or... you, buy, you buy stocks, right? You, you're not going to go and buy Amazon. You're going to go buy Amazon stocks, right? You're not buying a company. You're buying the stocks of the company. Now, if you want to be active, if you want to be the CEO or the owner of the company and be active, then you're going to buy the company. Same thing with real estate. If you want to be active, if you want to be the CEO and run a company, buy the real estate. Okay. But don't think you're going to be sitting on the beach drinking pina coladas because you bought real estate. No, you've got, you've created yourself a new job. You've created yourself a business that you have to run, that you have to operate. It's not passive. So if you want to be passive, then there's a couple options. Okay. You can go ahead and buy some REITs. That's passive. That's a stock, a real estate stock, basically. Or you can invest in, you know, syndication, which I have syndications. People can invest with me. People can invest with a lot of other people that are doing syndications. You can also do some hard money lending. That's a little bit more active, but not much. Um, so those, those are some passive ways to be involved, but you're yeah. essentially lending your money passively, just like what you do with the stock to be passive, not I, buying the real estate. Yeah. I personally prefer uh, syndication because then you have the tax benefits from, uh, you know, owning the real estate as well. Whereas like a REIT, uh, you don't get those tax benefits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, there's differences and there's definitely, I understand people that want to do the REIT. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're, you're not owning any of the real estate itself or you're, you're, you're owning the stock and the, and the actual company. Um, you're, so you're getting no tax benefits of it. Um, and your returns are going to be definitely much, much less. Uh, I should say definitely much less. They're going to be less likely, uh, but they are also likely going to be safer. So if I look at a REIT, it's a very large company. They've got a ton of experience. They, they, they're what you're buying is stock in their company. And so you're spreading your risk over thousands and thousands of units or, you know, thousands and thousands of square feet of, of commercial space, whatever it might be, or many different assets and likely many different markets. So you're definitely spreading out your risk. So you might only get a 5% return on your money, but the likelihood of you getting a negative return or a 0% return is pretty slim. Okay. So with syndication, I would say you're still very likely to get a return and the likelihood of you getting a zero or negative return is probably pretty slim, but it's definitely higher risk. It just is. Um, and, but you're also your potential of getting bigger returns, uh, much bigger returns is definitely greater um, as well. So, so you've got, Definitely, uh, you know, you got to look at your risk profile and what you want to be. 
I want to tell a couple stories, man. You might have some stories too, but here's, here's what, here's what happens in real estate. So this, and I don't mean this to scare anybody because I definitely want people to be active real estate investors. I really do, but I want people that want to be active real estate investors to be them. I don't want the people that, that have a great job. Um, and you know, just they, they want to be passive, right? That have, a, I've got a great job. Things are going well. Um, and I want to, I want to, earn some income on my extra, extra money that I've got. Well, then don't buy real estate, right? Invest in a syndication, go into a REIT, be a hard money lender. Don't buy the real estate. Cause here's what happens. Look, I'll take you through a couple of stories. So I have this uh, single family house that I purchased in 2009, about 2010, uh, sorry, 11, 12, somewhere on there, maybe even 13. So I've owned this property for a while and I got this tenant in there and uh, they give me a call. I said, the basement's got bunch of water and it's leaking. And I'm like, well, that's weird. You know, it's never, it's ne we've never had that problem in the past. Um, it hasn't rained for like three weeks, you know, some, something's going on. So I go over to the property, I'm self-managing, go over to the property and I, I go down to the basement and I'm looking around. I'm like, what, you know, this is, and I'm looking around. I'm like, this is kind of weird. It's so like, looks something looks like it's floating. It looks like poop. So I yell upstairs, can you flush the toilet? And I flush the toilet and I see the water coming out. And sure enough, it's poop water. And so I'm standing in a big pile of poop, bunch of water with poop and pee. And, and so luckily I had my own crews and I call my couple of my demo guys and get them over there, buy them hazmat suits and the whole, the whole works. And they pump the water out. Um, and we, we pumped the water and they literally shoveled poop and filled, I don't know, 15 bags, whatever it was, a lot of bags of poop and got it out of the house and then had to, you know, uh, I hired a professional cleaning company to come in and clean the whole thing. And it was, it was a complete disaster. I mean, sounds it, crappy. It was very crappy. <laughs> and that was, so that was this one house and same, same, I ended up having to evict those tenants. We had to do And that wasn't because of that. They didn't pay rent. So we had to evict them and they caused a bunch of damages the property. We had to remodel the property, stick about 10,000 into it. Got the next tenant in there. That, that next tenant uh, ended up being a guy who leased out by the room. Didn't tell me he was doing it, but he was leasing by the room. Well, better than that, even as actually he was leasing more than by the room. It was a four bedroom place. There was an office as well. He leased that office as a bedroom. He was leasing the living room as a bedroom. He was leasing the dining room as a bedroom and he was leasing the basement, the one that had poop in it. Uh, he was leasing that as two bedrooms with uh, just some sheets up to separate the bedrooms. And he was also leasing the garage, which is a detached garage. He was leasing in with no bathroom. He was leasing the garage for as two bedrooms as well. And he had a sheet that separated those. So we had a ton of wow. adults there and they were all paying him 500 bucks a month to live there. And he was paying me, uh, I think it was roughly 1500 bucks a month total. So you can wow. see he was making some pretty good change. Well, how did I figure this out? There was, um, I wasn't getting any, we were getting the rent, uh, albeit a little bit late, but we didn't have any, you know, calls. And so we did a safety or a, a, we just did a, a, a wellness check. My maintenance guy went over there, did a wellness check and uh, found that there was a ton of people living there. So 
anyways, had to get rid of him. That took a lot. It was a real painful experience to get rid of him. There was $15,000 or so worth of damages that we had to uh, renovate and, um, you know, onto the next tenant and very similar story. Well, uh, another story where he had to get rid of that tenant. So it kept on happening. That house lost me a lot of money, a lot of money. Now, in the end, it made me money, right? Because we sold it, made money. But for many months there, we were getting our, our butts kicked. Or for many years there, we were getting our butts kicked. On paper, it looked amazing, Matt. But I bought the thing for, for dirt cheap. I mean, on paper, it was just it was fantastic. And that's what they always look like. On paper, they look great. But when reality happens, you know, when you got the roof goes out, and this happened on another property. Roof, boom, done. You got to replace it. Uh, furnace, done. Got to replace it. Water heater, done. Got to replace it. You know, all these expenses add up real quickly. And all of a sudden you're like, crap, you know, I don't, I didn't make money for eight years in a row, 10 years in a row, whatever <laughs> it might be. We didn't make any money because it's a small single family house. Now I'm going to hire a property manager, right? Okay. So let me tell you a story with the property manager, Matt. Bought a 20 unit building, Cincinnati, Ohio. Had a property management company on it. Renovated this whole thing and being a beautiful place. Um, they did, you know, we got it fully occupied. I think we had 18 out of 20 tenants in there at, at the best. And then all of a sudden things started going really south. Okay. They started renting it to bad, bad people. The people started destroying place, the place, uh, evictions, all, all that. So I ended up firing them, hired a new property management company. We had to re-renovate a bunch of units, stuck another, I don't know, 50 grand into it, whatever it was, and uh, re-renovated, got some new tenants in there, but then found out that property management company was stealing from me. Ugh. So had to fire them. Had to fly into Cincinnati, uh, interview new property management companies. I had no property management company on site. Um, so I, I like don't even know what to do there because I got to hire somebody like immediately, but uh, you can't. You know, I didn't have anybody to hire. So fi anyways, finally uh, found another property management company, had to, had to find contractors uh, because uh, the, the contractors were in on it with the, the, the property management company. So I had to get rid of my contractors and my property management company. Ended up uh, hiring a new company. Uh, they did an okay job, but not great. Um, ended up firing them. Finally hired my last property management company got it fixed up and sold it and got out of it. Mm. But I was constantly in Cincinnati for this little 20 unit building. I had third party property management on it, but kept on having problems. Even my first large apartment complex, right? I had two, two uh, buildings that are 204 units total. Um, that property management company did okay, but there's plenty of stuff wrong. We constantly had to, I, you know, it was constantly me doing a lot of work there uh, at, with asset management, flying to the property, you know, looking at what looked like maybe some theft, trying to figure that out. Um, ended up firing them finally and then hired the property management company, which you actually still use today, who's excellent. I mean, things worked out, but you can see it wasn't just overnight that I found the one that stuck. And even with this current property management company, they're amazing. They do great. I don't think, I don't, we don't have any expectations of them or any, any thoughts of them theft or doing anything wrong, but we are asset managing. 
And we do have a lot of work that we have to do on a day-to-day basis or on a week-to-week basis. You know, so we're on the phone with them quite a bit. We have our weekly calls. Uh, we're, we're looking at a lot of different things. We got a business plan that we have to execute. It's not like it just comes to us not, like just without us doing any work. So there's a lot of work. We are very active in all of our assets. Whether you got a property management company or whether you're going to do it yourself, you're going to be active. Trust me. Yeah, I you know I'd say also with the tenants and the residents, you know most of them are are nice people, you know just fine. There's no issues, uh, but it's those that like maybe ten or twenty percent that takes all of your effort and time. Hundred <laughs> um, yeah, percent. And well, it's an eighty twenty rule, Matt. I mean, it's just that goes. That's everything in life, and that eighty twenty rule might probably even be the uh, the the ninety ten or the ninety five five rule. You're you know, just a few of the residents are going to be a pain in your butt. Just a few, a few times you're going to have, you know, the roof all of a sudden spring leak or, you know, whatever. So it, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. So you have to be prepared for it. You have to understand that it happens. And if you think that this is going to be a passive investment, well, think again, you're going to be wrong and you're going to end up losing money or you're going to end up hating the fact that you did it and swearing off real estate. Well, in fact, real estate's very good if you're either the operator uh, or, or, or knowing that you're running an active business or you act as in a passive role as a passive, where real estate, where people swear off real estate. This is where anybody who's like, oh, tenants, toilets, trash, oh, all this, blah, blah, blah. Anybody who did that or says that is the person that comes into it with the mindset of I'm going to buy a duplex or I'm going to buy a 10 unit building or even a hundred unit building and it's going to be a passive investment. Those are the people who complain about it and, and say it's a terrible deal. Don't do it. They complain about it because they weren't prepared. They expected it to be a passive investment for some reason. Yeah. I mean, you have to have the mindset of being willing to take care of whatever may come, whether it's a basement full of uh, poop water 100%. or, or having to evict someone. Like if you're not willing to evict someone, then, then you should not be a landlord uh, because yeah. it does happen. You, you will find yourself in the position where you have to do it. Yeah. I'll, uh, Matt, there's so many things. I mean, we could spend seven to 10 to probably 50 podcast episodes, quite frankly, on talking about different things that have happened to both of us during our time owning real estate. And, and it has to deal with tenants. It has to deal with uh, the city. It has, to, it has to deal with property management companies, contractors, uh, accountants, what, whatever, it might, whatever it might be. I mean, I've had experiences with a lot of different things. And it's, it's not just the tenants, it's everything that can possibly go wrong will go wrong. At some point in time, you have to be prepared for how do we, how do we step in and how do we solve for the problem? And, and if you're not willing to step in and be prepared on how to solve that problem, you're, you're going to hate it. And you're going to, you're going to likely lose money on it. Or at the very worst, you're just going to be, you know, depressed about <laughs> the, the whatever problem is going on. And I don't mean to sound like Debbie Downer, but it's reality. Look, I love what I do every day. I, I love the the business that my myself and my partners and you know everybody involved has helped me create. I, I love it, and I wouldn't change it for anything. But I'm not naive to the fact that it's a lot of work, and. I put in a lot more than your typical nine to fiver puts in. 
you know, and, and I've got time flexibility, which is awesome, man. I can, I can go travel um, and do things and, and I can put things off and I can delegate to other people. But at the same time, uh, I'm putting in probably 50 to 60 hours in, in every single week. And it's just a lot. I just have flexibility, which is fantastic. But again, I love what I do. So I'm, I'm happy that I'm putting in 56. And quite frankly, I, I, I don't know what I would do if I didn't do that. It's, it's almost, part, it's not only my business, but it's also my hobby and, and a thing I love to do. So. Yeah. Awesome. And, and uh, one point I want to say is also you have like large multifamily, uh, whereas like somebody who has, you know, small multifamily or serial house, uh, you know, you know, the, uh, the bigger property that you have, the less effort it is per unit to manage. Yeah, that's a good distinction though, per unit. Notice you didn't say it's less work because it's more work than a single family house, but it lasts way less per unit for sure. Um, we can delegate a lot more. You know, the beautiful thing with a hundred unit building, Matt, or bigger is I've got an on-site staff. Uh, I've got somebody who's on-site in the office, you know, my leasing person. And I've got a maintenance person. You know, we got a, a 228 unit. We've got two full-time people in the office. We've got three full-time maintenance people. Uh, we've got five people at that property every single day. So, or that, that six days a week. But um, that's a that's a, an amazing thing to have. When we have a single family, I can't hire people to be there. They have to run around. Um, you know, they might not be able to get there that day. Um, you know, that, that's, a, that's an issue. Look, I had a 13 unit building in, in St. Paul and I was ready to go to the, um, um, well, there's, there's several stories on this one. I mean, I, I had, it was my wife's birthday the one time. It was my wife's birthday and I was getting ready to cook her dinner. And uh, she was, she was, she came home from work and I was, you know, dinner was partly cooked and I had to tell her she had to finish her birthday dinner because I had to go into St. Paul to fix a problem that was happening. Uh, I couldn't find a maintenance guy after hours plumber. It was a plumbing issue. I couldn't find a, a plumber after hours to come in and take care of the issue. I think it was a Friday night, you know, everybody's out of town. Nobody was able to do it. So I had to run to St. Paul, go to the property, shut the entire water off to the entire building. Luckily I have enough skills to do it. And I was able to fix the plumbing issue and turn the water back on and get home in time for my wife to say goodnight to her, but wasn't able to celebrate her birthday at all. That was on her birthday. Now that was my problem. I didn't set things up right. Right. But, but it just, again, it's reality that those types of things do happen. And, and uh, especially when you're dealing with a single family or 13 unit, um, you're going to be definitely more involved. Yep. For sure. So again, I don't want to tell people like, oh, this is a terrible thing. There's going to be so many problems, but you have to understand. I, and I don't mean to be like negative, this negative dude, but you have to understand stuff's going to happen, right? You have to be prepared for it. So if you want to invest in real estate, if you want to invest in real estate and you want to be passive, invest passively. If you want to invest in real estate and want to create a new job, want to create a new business, then feel free to invest actively. But understand that that's what you are doing. And I don't care who you think you are. I don't care if you think you're going to go with this turnkey company that says you won't have any work to do and they'll take care of everything. That is a line of BS. Maybe it works out 
for you, but likely eventually it doesn't. Okay. Likely eventually you have to step in and do some work. Okay. So I don't care what you think, how perfect you think things are going to be. You're still an active real estate investor. So play the role if that's what you're going to do and understand it's going to take time from your job, time from your family, time from your free time, uh, or you're going to end up having to quit your job and, and do this full time. You're not sitting on the beach drinking pina coladas. Yeah. And if you are going to be active. see Grant Cardone showing off in front of his airplane doesn't mean that he got Grant Cardone is sitting there flying around and vacation all over. I guarantee he's putting in a lot of work and he's just got the plane to show off to anybody, everybody anyway, and to, to try to brag about um, probably what reality isn't. Well, while he's being active, he's got the right things going on. He's got the right people in place as part of his team. He's got uh, systems that are effective and he's got uh, cash reserves to handle, uh, you know, the problems that are going to come. But Matt guaranteed he's putting in 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. Guaranteed. He's, he's not, a, an a, you know, anybody who's doing it. And, you know, that, that's the thing is people see this uh, thing on social media and they think that, that that's easy right? The easy button is here. It's just not, it's just not, there's no get rich quick out there. That's going to be long lasting for anybody. So yeah, get rich slow, work your butt off, set systems up the right way. If you're going to be active, um, if you're going to be passive, then give it to the experts, the people that you know, like, and trust and watch them be able to grow your your hard-earned money that you're getting from your business or from your W-2. Yep. I agree. That's what it takes. Cool, man. Uh, anything else you want, you have any cool stories? I'm sure you got some stories. All right. I'll, I'll give one story. So it was uh, a triplex, you know, three, you know, each floor is a different uh, unit and the, the third floor unit, uh, the lady who lived in there, she's kind of person who, if she doesn't have a problem to complain about, then she doesn't know how to live. Like, you know, I got so many yelling spails and stuff from her. I don't know. Anyway. So uh, one time I was there to uh, fix or like I had a plumber there to fix some of her plumbing stuff. And uh, while I was there, she mentioned that her window wasn't working. So I took a look at it and, and she said like she had taken apart part of the window. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, obviously that's why it's working. It doesn't have all the parts it needs to, to function. And, um, and I'm like, well, if you took it apart, can you put it back together yourself? Uh, and then she, you know, was, was angry at that. Uh, and so she, uh, you know, opened the window and then she, there was like the, the roof just outside the window that was covered with snow because it's the middle of the winter. And so she stepped outside onto the, the snowy roof. I'm like, no, don't do that. But she was saying like, yo, you, you forced me to do this. I'm like, no, I didn't. And luckily the plumber was right there just in case she slipped and fell off the roof and broke her neck. Like, like, oh my God, I have a witness at least, uh, to prove my innocence. Um, but uh, anyway, got the window fixed, got the plumbing fixed and, and did not renew her lease at the end of that. Yeah, there's always there's always a story, man. It's just it's it's, you know, if you got thick skin, it's actually kind of fun. I've got a lot of uh, a lot of fun stories. Uh, and at the time, it might be a pain in the butt. Uh, looking back, though, it's just a fun story that you get to tell to people <laughs> and and uh it, it, and just another kind of like battle wound that you've got another little notch on your belt. You can say, Hey, this happened to me. Uh, but I, I, I'd say I got fairly thick skin. I don't let a lot of stuff rattle me. My, my wife, uh, will tell everybody that I don't have an emotional bone in my body, uh, which is maybe a little bit true. Uh, I think you got to have a little bit of that. If you're going to run your own business, 
I definitely think you got to have a little bit of that. Yeah, a little stoicism goes uh, well with this. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, that's all. Be passive, be active, but understand what you're getting into. Uh, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thank you. You as well. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.